Fintech Australia and Tier 1 People present the 2022 People's Choice Awards. The Finney's Award, where the Australian fintech community gets to decide the winner. Make sure to join us on the 23rd of June, 2022 in Melbourne for the industry's most prestigious awards event. Now here are a few words from one of this year's finalists. Hi, I'm Guy from Beta Carbon. Beta Carbon's here to help move the needle on the environment by opening up Australia's carbon markets to everybody. Beta Carbon is a finalist in this year's People's Choice Emerging Fintech of the Year. Guy, welcome to the show and congrats to Beta Carbon on making it to the finals of this year's People's Choice Award for Emerging Fintech of the Year. Thank you, Dexter. It's great to be here and um, following up on our previous call only a few weeks back. I know. It's, um, it was a pleasant surprise to see you in the finals. Um, you must, you and the team at Beta Carbon must be absolutely stoked. Yeah, look, it's, it's a wild ride as it is for all the finalists, I'm sure. Um, but it's, it's something that gets me out of bed at the uh, crack of dawn and probably wakes my wife up. So I should probably thank her first for allowing me to, to, to jump on this mission. Um, but it, it's an exciting journey that, you know, we're finding that people want to jump on us with us as well, which is great. Fantastic. Well, look, for those that maybe didn't hear the podcast that we did a few weeks ago, um, would you be able to, first of all, tell us the big problem that Beta Carbon solves? Yeah, look, I, I think if I, I wind it back a little bit, Australia's carbon markets uh, have been through, you know, a rocky, a rocky 10 years um, with different political motivations in the back end. And I felt like uh, our, our general society who are all affected by greenhouse gases and climate change in the future should have some call to action around influencing what that looks like for them. Um, so Beta Carbon really went about solving an access issue around the price to pollute. Um, and our central mission is to drive up the, pli- the price of pollution in Australia and also incentivise the right type of carbon projects out there. And we've done that by purchasing carbon credits from the Clean Energy Regulator which we then tokenize onto the blockchain and then we offer for sale to everyone who's over 18 years old in Australia um, through our platform Beta Carbon. Cool. So, um, I mean, my next question was who are your customers, but are, are you also going um, like, you know, to wholesale investors as well? Or is this, is this just for, you know, kind of mom and dad, you know, or every investor, retail investor out there? Well, as I said, as I said sort of previously, I think, you know, carbon is life's central element. Yeah. Um, and therefore, if we think about what our target market is for this product, um, it really does expand across a, a big gamut of, of Australian society. And we also have a global, a global bent on this company as well, but we're definitely stepping into this in Australia first. Um, we know that the Gen Z and millennials are hyper-focused on ways they can make a difference to their CO2 output. Um, how they consume more on, you know, being rewarded for how they spend, not how much they spend. Yeah. Uh, and when we think about that, the applications um, can be B2C, obviously. We want to sell these credits directly to clients through our exchange. Um, there'll be the B2B2C uh, where merchants can offer beta carbon as a reward point. Um, that'll obviously create influence one kilogram at a time. And then merchants can also take the ESG leadership and build on the financial inclusion that comes with this product as well. 
Uh, and then we start talking about the B2B side. Um, so pleased to say that uh, we're very close to having our AFSL finalised, which means that we can then offer a far more economically viable uh, access to the Australian carbon market than currently exists mm. um, for wholesale merch, uh, wholesale customers uh, who are thinking about what that journey looks like for them. A lot of people have stepped back because they don't have a sense of, of what's the price of carbon going to be tomorrow. And obviously starting that journey with beta carbon is, is really where we want to do that as well from a B2B perspective. And then also a new a whole new category, which is the, the, B2, the B2 to C to charity um, so beta carbons actually rewired the economics of philanthropy as it relates to carbon offsets in Australia. And that's another thing that you'll see in the future as well. So we're pretty excited about really trying to get this out to a broad swathe of, of clients, but we really are hyper-focused around the Gen Zs and the millennials who really focus around this. And we're seeing this with the election campaign, um, whether it's won or lost, but we're seeing some pretty hefty odds being waged yeah. against the ones who haven't taken the most action. Yeah. Um, so where's beta carbon at now and you know, how long have you been around? Great question. So um, it's been been a bit of a hectic journey. Uh, we launched the company mid-2021 and uh, that was that took about four months to get our token out. Uh, it was a very tactical um, solution at the, at the time. We, we bought the carbon, we minted the token. Uh, the sales of the token at that time were really to our investor stack and through our OTC channels. Um, to date, we've purchased over 100 million kilograms of captured carbon. To visualise that, a kilo of carbon is about as big as a Swiss ball that you see at the gym. Um, or another way is we've, we've, it's the equivalent of two and a half million trees removing carbon for a year. So we're pretty excited that, you know, a team of five was able to take that much carbon out of, out of general circulation. And I think that's, that's what I want people to feel that the way we've brought this product to market is really effective in terms of actually making a difference, mm. a, a needle moving difference, if you will. Um, so sales have been around three million to date. Um, which have been pretty good, and we're Fantastic. about to do another sales push as our uh, our carbon exchange launches uh, in the next four weeks to our our pre-registered users. Um, so, obviously, if you want to sign up, please do sign up as a pre-registered user, and you'll get the the benefit of uh, being one of our first users on the exchange. Um, and then we'll be offering more of the B two B offering as well, uh, and really focusing on our consumer app in parallel. Um, so, there is a lot of work to do. Uh, you can also expect new carbon tokens to be launching, uh, different types of carbon, uh, different countries' carbon, uh, and really sort of driving the education around ESG investment yeah. because we think this is really about putting your capital to work. It's not yeah. about philanthropy necessarily. It's about putting your money to work. Now, it, it, we're kind of talking at a time where there's been you know, a, a massive kind of hit in the, the crypto markets, and I'm talking specifically about Luna. Mm. Um What's the big difference between, say, you know, a token like Beta Carbon and you know something like Luna? Yeah, it's a pretty top. You wouldn't have been able to ask me this last week. But yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> look, the big difference is that Luna is an algorithmic stable token. Beta Carbon buys the token, buys the carbon in the market, and that's held with the Australian National Registry with the government. The Clean Energy Regulator administers that register. So beta carbon will hold the carbon that it's minted tokens with the government entity there, which is a really neat feature that the carbon market does allow us to, to, to use. Um, so that's the big difference is that you've actually, there is a physical underlying um, mm. in, in as much as the, the, that certificate's been issued by yeah. the government. Um, as it relates to 
um, Ethereum, there is no correlation risk at this point in time because we are not as part of the internet of things. Now, if beta carbon somehow became um, ubiquitous in everyone's portfolio, naturally you would get some selling that would come in and out of the, yeah. the token. Um, but by and large, you can expect that the token should be trading. Um, it, it should be it bolstered by the price of carbon at any one stage. That's not to say that if we take a situation like over the election, um, let's say the market feels that it's really good value in terms of who wins the election because carbon's being pushed one way by a political bent. That's not to say that the price of the token could not move much higher than the price of carbon. Mm. Um, and I guess the the kind of incentive, you know, for most people that I would assume that would want to hold this token in the first place is that actually by holding it, you're preventing you know, I guess larger organizations from polluting indiscriminately. Yeah, and that's a really interesting feature that, that it's it's it is the the driving force behind why we think we can really influence industry. Uh, if you think about the fact that there's only around twelve million delivered credits on the market, it's mm-hmm. a really small asset class to start with. Yeah. Therefore, you know, if I can engage half a million Australians to actually put a little bit of capital to work every year and they can see that it's actually, you know, returning something as opposed to this concept of you must donate to fix the environment. It's a nonsense. You can absolutely invest in fixing this thing Um, and it's a real opportunity. So I think it's worth me going into some of the specifics around the carbon we buy because it's a really neat feature. Now, there's 1,100 projects in the carbon market in Australia Beta Carbon focuses on nature, nature-based biodiversity, Indigenous credits at its core. So where we can buy those in the market, we will generally overlook, uh, we'll look at those types of credits um, as opposed to the ones which are potentially not as, don't make people feel as good, um, which are more perhaps the landfill gas and some of the other things. Now, for me, it's really about influencing the whole market, but I want the Beta Carbon portfolio to, to make sure that it's a higher quality portfolio as it relates to the projects on offer in Australia. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now, obviously, ESG is a you know, kind of huge opportunity uh, and the, you know, the major banks are all over it, as are the financial institutions. How have has kind of beta carbon differentiated itself um, from you know, the, the products of a, a big bank that's kind of now starting to converge on this space? Well, if you look at the the offering currently, you know, we've also got to consider who has access to that offering. So you'll hear a lot of banks talk about financing green projects. Excellent. It's a great initiative. Um, By and large, the financing rates aren't lower for those initiatives. They still need to return the bank a certain amount of IRR on a project. Um, So what Beta Carbon's done is really tried to figure that, you know, it goes back to that point, we're all affected by climate change. So what call to action can I make? Um, look, there's offerings with with different um, investment firms where you can invest in climate tech, you can invest in other bits and pieces. This is really aligned to you knowing that you've bought a carbon asset and and that 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 token will represent a permission to pollute in the future. And I think that's the difference here is that financing by and large is the way forward that people have been given the option, i.e. it's a loan book and we're going to invest in a company that may or may not do this. Yeah. Beta Carbon's already captured the carbon. That carbon, that work's been done. There is no project risk yeah. that sits within the underlying carbon backing the token notionally. And that's a really important point. There's no project risk associated with yeah. the carbon credits that we use. Awesome. 
Now, obviously, one of the biggest challenges for anybody, um, any founder, is talent. And particularly when you're an early stage startup with no brand, no reputation out there, um, no, no, you know, very little capital, it's extremely difficult to attract the best talent. How has Beta Carbon gone about attracting, you know, the, the types of people that are going to be able to make something like this work? Yeah, look, I think it's really it's about a diversity of thought, but everyone being aligned to the same mission, um, which is moving the needle on climate. And with that, I think, comes an element of um, willingness around experimentation. I mean, Beta Carbon was formed from that notion. So yeah. how, how could we not keep pushing forward with that notion? Um, and, you know, when I think about solving a global problem, you better solve it with global heads. Um, yeah. So we have a lot of talent um, sitting in Australia. We have talent sitting offshore as well. And, you know, last last count, we've got, you know, people in our business with a nexus to Vietnam, Indonesia, Tonga, Italy, Ukraine, India, China, Brazil. Um, and when you think about the, the, the different levels of uh, thought from those nationalities and those cultures, that that's what we're bringing to this. Yeah. We want it to be relevant to our whole society. Uh, and I think that's that's kind of one thing I'm good at is knowing what I'm not good at. Um, so I spent a lot of time um, getting the people around me who challenge me. Um, but there's no point in coming to work at Beta Carbon if you don't want to be challenged by me as well. Um, so you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, focus around making sure that everything we do is aligned to the mission. Um, there's a lot of focus around radical transparency. Um, people know that it's a pretty flat structure. People know that you're going to get measured on your OKRs. They know that you're going to get celebrated for meeting them. You know that there's also going to be retrospectives where we're going to call out what you could have done better. But really this is about planning and execution. If you want to come and work at a place where that is a central focus and you know at the end of each sprint you can basically be really proud of what you've achieved, that's what we're trying to drive yeah. here at Beta Carbon. I'm, I'm also a big believer in uh, radical transparency guy. Um my experience is that you know not everybody is, and it can be very confronting for people. And if mm. you go into an environment where you're not in radical transparency, it's going to be pretty difficult. What have you done to be able to identify those people who actually embrace that way of operating and that way of you know kind of of, of just talking to each other? Well, obviously, when you're choosing staff, you don't do it on your own. You yeah. use your diversity of thought to get you there in the first place. Um, and I think one of the one of the big things we like to do here is you don't come to Beta Carbon just to be pigeonholed. Um, you know, you come. It's kind of the seventy thirty rule where I'm going to ask you to do one hundred and twenty percent on seventy percent of your work, and I'm going to ask you to do one hundred and twenty percent on thirty percent of stuff which interests you within our company. And yeah. that's where you get to step into areas that aren't your forte, but clearly you have a talent or an interest or a passion that runs towards that. Yeah. And for whatever you're losing in your 30% of your core role, someone else is stepping in and filling that anyway because they have to take an interest in your job yeah. as well. And that's where there's nowhere to hide. It's not like you have this vertical like we yeah. did at the bank where you can basically you can filter what information goes out. This is about everyone actually having a foot in your pond and you know what's going on in that pond. Yeah, awesome. Now um, we're coming to a, a wrap-up and this is the part where you, you get to kind of pitch bait a carbon as, and, you know, to your peers and the fintech community there. Um, why should people consider voting for Beta Carbon and in your own time when you're ready? Thanks, Dexter. Um, this is exciting. Um, so, look, if you're someone who wants to champion and accelerate 
the transition to net zero and you're someone who believes in that action speaks louder than words, then beta carbon is probably a vote for you. Uh, if you believe in purpose for profit, then choose beta carbon. Um, by deploying your spare cash and investing in our BCAU token, you'll actively remove the permissions to pollute from the big polluters in Australia and will drive incentives for companies to launch more green projects and reduce emissions through price appreciation. If you're a business who wants to begin your transition journey, come to Beta Carbon. If you're a merchant who wants to take an ESG leadership position, come to Beta Carbon. If you want to harness the Web3 for good, i.e. giving people back choice, which has been taken away from them for the past 15 years, then please vote for Beta Carbon. It's your call to action. Awesome. Well, Guy, congrats to you and everybody at Beta Carbon. I mean, an incredible achievement to get to the finals and good luck on the night. Thanks, Dexter. It's been a pleasure to be here. And I'd like to thank everyone who's supported Beta Carbon thus far and also yourself for having me on the show a couple of times now. The People's Choice Award is brought to you by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. We'll help you launch, scale and innovate by finding world-class people.